awesome to have you here. I appreciate you coming out. Jill, if you can. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but here's the thing, too. We know you love coming here, too. That's the biggest yeah. part of it. I you do. Know? Jill, please tell us, before we even get into this, tell our viewers um, who exactly you are and what it is you do. Jill Renee Hill, I um, sell real estate. I have for 13 years, and um, I've had a lot happen in 13 years, yeah. and I am um, just continue to to uh, sell real estate 24-7. Mm -hmm. So 13 years in the business, what were you doing prior to that? So prior to that, I was, I was actually a nurse, which mm. is really cool because you use a lot of the same um, communication skills and things like that mm -hmm. from nursing to, to real estate. So um, I was a nurse and then the day that I delivered my daughter, who's now 20 years old, um, I became a stay-at-home mom, and then I had a son three years after she was born, and um, until Grant went into preschool, I, uh, I was a stay-at-home mom, and then I got into real estate for, for the great hours. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> for the flexibility. Right. For the weekends. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Is it something you knew about before you went into it or like who even got like who called you and said jill you got to be in real estate or was it you saw something and said mm -hmm. i want that well you know what's interesting is my grandmother who's now 95 years old owned ann mills realty mm. in wadsworth so she was a broker and she's been a broker um since 1971 i believe wow which is really cool because i go to her house and she has these plaques mm. on the wall for you know million dollar producer well back then in the 70s a million dollar producer you know was like a 10 million dollar yeah. producer now so right. she worked her tail off and i wow. remember um being a little girl and and her always driving a lincoln <laughs> and she was always arriving late to dinners on sunday or mm -hmm. she wasn't there um, I just remember her her working constantly. And then my um, brother and my dad are also realtors. So, mm -hmm. you know, I just, it, it's in my blood, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Did you go, so when you were first starting out, did you have your grandmother as kind of like a mentor that kind of helped you through everything? Did you have mentors or is it more of like, I'm just gonna figure this out myself, make mistakes along the way? You know, I think, um, yeah, she was she was always there for me. And um, when I started in real estate, I started in the same brokerage that my dad and my brother were in, which mm -hmm. was Howard Hanna. So of course I had them there, but I had, um, I had terrific training. I had a terrific manager and I just, I knew what I had to do to be successful in the business from day one. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't want to um, do anything half-assed because that's just not how you do anything, right? right? Absolutely. You, you give it your all. So I, I did have the perfect, the perfect people around me. And my best friend started in real estate at the same time I did. Mm. So that was helpful as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of a good like accountability partner type, like pushed you For into sure. and stuff like that. Absolutely. Mm. So being a nurse, then going into real estate, being a nurse, like, I don't want to say, and, and like, don't take this in the wrong way, but like you, you could show, there's half-ass nurses out there, there's half-ass realtors out there, there's half-ass mortgage bankers. <laughs> but you show up as a nurse, you could be on your phone, you can, you know, mess around in the back, you check in on your, your people, this and that. You're not really running a business. In real estate, you're under a broker, you report to somebody maybe, you're running a business. Mm -hmm. And you run a very well and successful business now with your marketing and everything. Mm -hmm. Did you understand what you were taking on when you first jumped into real estate or did you gradually over the 13 years implement a lot of things into your business or did you know up front if i do this i need to market i need to cold call i yeah. need to go do showings like did you understand all that before you jumped into it i did i absolutely did mm -hmm. i've always been an observer and um i have observed enough real estate in my life that i knew that mm -hmm. all of those things were required mm -hmm. um my, I never saw my grandmother um, take real estate lightly or my brother or my dad. All mm -hmm. I saw was hard work. So I, I, wasn't, I wasn't surprised mm. at, at, what, as, at what it takes. Um, what I was surprised about was how obsessed I knew I had, well, I did become mm -hmm. with being successful. Like I said, I got into it because I thought, 
okay, flexibility in time. Mm-hmm. I can be there to get my kids on the bus. I can be there to get them off the bus. What I did not expect was the the frenzy that had to happen to do those things mm-hmm. because mm. I needed to be in different places at mm-hmm. different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of, I mean, would you say that's like a top quality of, of you having like that organizational skill, just being able to manage your time? Because I find myself, I mean, I'm sure you can attest to this too, is as you start to scale and get bigger, you know, your time commitments and everything are huge. So it's really just trying to find the minute details of your day. Like, all right, I have to be, and Hesh is really good at this as well as an example, but you know, he's like a robot. Like he does everything, you know, wake up at 3.30, do this at you right. know four o'clock. Is that something you had to adapt to? Or is that something you had when you were a stay-at-home mom or? I haven't adapted yet. No. <laughs> I, am, I am the most disorganized person yeah. ever. I mean, my, it's See, that's chaos. you're not type A. Like you're not type that's A. That's crazy to me. That's not you. Like, are you like the person where, like, in school, you had the binders with the color coded? I tried. Yeah, yeah. I, but that's I, just not you. Every year, yeah. I started out that way. I mean, so then what's your approach? Was my thing. Yeah. I they looked pretty, and I was going to be better. Yeah. Um. I I really really try to be organized, mm-hmm. but um, what happens to me is I let the day run me. Mm more than me running the running my day yeah and if clients need us you know how it is Mm -hmm. yeah especially in this market if a buyer sends me a house that just hit the market in north ridgeville and i'm here in independence Mm. i pretty much know that if i don't get out there and show it to him within 24 hours we're not gonna have a shot yeah so i could have the best laid plans for tomorrow but just because he saw a house and it's perfect for him I've got to fit him in somewhere. I got gotcha. you. So it's mm. yeah. So what would you say then are your like your top qualities? I mean, you're a high producer, right? Like I said in the very beginning, like you're very you're very well known. Um, what what would you say your top qualities as a successful female real estate agent are? I I would think number one is the um, you have to be a survivor, mm. and just just that alone. What are the skills of a survivor? Yeah. Even if it's um, a survivor of any type, yeah. whether it is a, you know, cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. or um, a financial hardship mm-hmm. or a divorce mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. being lost at sea. What What mm-hmm. are the What are the characteristics of a survivor? Um, I think number one is having that positive outlook. Mm-hmm. Okay, Absolutely. you know, th- bad things happen. Um, stress happens, you feel it for a little while, and then you shake it off, mm-hmm. and then you, you say, what do I need to do to overcome this or right. to reach this goal? And, and you, you move towards it. So you have to have a positive attitude. Um, you, you have to almost shut, shut out the world yeah. while you move forward with, mm-hmm. your, with your goals. Um, I think another attribute is you have to be, you have to be confident. If, if you're not confident in what you're bringing the tab- to the table to your clients, they're going to see it. They're yeah. going to feel it. Yeah. Your energy is going mm-hmm. to say everything. So you have, you have to educate yourself about this industry enough to be confident. And um, I think another thing is you have to be okay with failure mm. because you're not going to get the deal. You're not always going to get the deal you're not always going to get the listing and heaven forbid your buyer may not end up in that house that we've worked three months to put them in Mm -hmm. because shit happens things happen yeah Yeah. and um when that happens you have to be the strong person to help get them through that um they can't see a sweat yeah you guys know that Mm. oh yeah and that's why I love working with you because our clients do not see us sweat. Even though we know what's going on in the background is pretty scary, you communicate what's going on yeah. and you're confident about what's going to happen. Yeah. And you're not afraid of giving the bad news either. That's yeah. very huge. I think that's so important too. And I think what a lot of people neglect to kind of take initiative on when they're looking for their realtor or their lender is, like, you know, it's, it's almost becoming cliche. We talk about it a lot lately, right? With like Matt Love Tack and everything is you're shopping who it is you're working with, right? And because at the end of the day, like 
it, it's pennies on the dollar over the long term of how long you're going to be in that home, if you can even predict that, mm -hmm. to the point where we're all going to be competitive with anything. I mean, listen, there's 10 mortgage and realty companies you can go up and down Rockside Road or mm -hmm. even Center Street in, For in sure. Manor and find all different ones with different fees and rates and costs and this and yeah. that. But having, just like you said there, the comfortability of working with somebody where you're just working with us or you just have you and yes, I'm gonna pick up that phone and return the call in a timely manner. Answer your phone. Yeah, that is what so, oh my gosh. Yeah. Or, or, or not even the fact where you're calling into a line, it's like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm just the salesman. You can talk to my transaction coordinator exactly. now. And it's like, but they didn't build the relationship with me. Yeah. You know, and I think that's sometimes a big thing that people overlook. So how, how do you convey that to your clients if because I'm sure you've been shopped as a realtor before we oh, get shopped a lot all the time yeah. been shopped. how do you mm -hmm. how do you sell yourself to clients I um I honestly don't try too hard I just sit at the table and I'm extremely authentic um about who I am I I do have a lot of of time and energy and money spent in marketing as well mm -hmm. So I'm not going to the table with nothing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to the table with my marketing and, and with, you know, yeah. with, I'm able to show them, you know, what I've done for people and, and reviews and whatnot. But um, I, I just, I, I'm just who I am. Mm -hmm. Now they know for 13 years I've worked completely on my own. So I ha I'm, I'm the person on the phone constantly. I'm the person meeting the appraiser. I'm the person calling the other realtor. Um, it's it's only been me. Mm -hmm. So the whole transaction coordinator thing, it, it's been it's been something that I personally don't like it right. when I'm working with the other agent and mm -hmm. we've put the deal together and then they say, hey, you know, now you're going to yeah. talk to Susie Smith because she's the transaction coordinator. I'm like, right. wait a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know the details of this deal, That's but right. I am learning. Yeah because um, I'm finally with a brokerage that everything is perfect and I'm able to start a team now. So I'm, I'm really, really learning about um, the, the formation of a team. That transaction coordinator is essential if you wanna grow your business as a realtor. To delegate, So yeah. I, need to, I really need to figure out how I can create my team to where that other agent doesn't have that sense of, being dropped yeah. by Hanny. So I yeah. haven't figured that out yet, but I do understand what you're saying because mm -hmm. there's there's little details that happen in negotiations mm -hmm. that that only we know about or financial things. Um, you know, currently we're doing a deal. Um, my the buyer is with Liberty and it's they're an FHA buyer and it's for a condo that's not FHA mm. approved, but spot approval. You guys are yep. doing all this awesome work <laughs> to get it approved. And if that listing agent would have handed me off to a transaction coordinator or handled the Liberty loan officer off to a transaction coordinator, it just it would have wouldn't have mm -hmm. gone well. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah. that's just something I need to figure out. Mm. I like what you said earlier about just pretty much like the brand that you've built for yourself over 13 years. You know, you always say like reputation and your brand. I think it's a lot easier if, you know, I don't know you and, you know, you're looking to purchase a home and you've seen my billboards or you've seen, you know, my mailers, you know, at your house Holes, or whatever. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that it's there. like, you may not a hundred percent know who I am, but you know, in the background, that's kind of in the back of your head. Like, Right. I know that name some, from some from somewhere yeah. I know that name. And I think that's what you do really well is you market yourself. You have a good reputation, you know. So you've built that over just by being authentic, being genuine, just showing up, mm -hmm. you know, really. And it's a, um, you know, I, I like to say, and, it, and this is for realtors, loan officers, um, title reps, you name it. Really, any, any person with a career you have to ask yourself, is it a hobby or a business? Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I'm not financially set for this to be a hobby. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm single, I've got two kids. There's, there's no backup plan and there's no second income in my life. So there is no way in hell this is just a hobby. So it's a career. So, and in sales, 
your career is is based on your reputation. Your reputation is your brand. And it is everything you do, mm-hmm. every single thing you do, everything you do matters, everything. Yeah. When you go to the grocery store, people look at you and think she looks familiar. Oh my gosh, she was my grandmother's realtor. Yeah. <laughs> I probably go to, the, I probably go beyond what I should, but what do I look like? What do I look like in the grocery store? Mm-hmm. If someone might recognize me. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing is what am I putting on social media? Mm-hmm. I truly, truly feel that we have to be very cognizant of what we're putting on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally do not get involved in political banter. I'm, you can't. I mm-hmm. want to, yeah. but yeah. I'm not going to do it. Right. Paint a picture, you know. Mm. I'm not going to um, talk negatively, and and this is something that I see in our industry that we need to stop. We need to stop talking negatively about our industry or other loan officers, realtors, appraisers. Trust me, putting that post out there that's complaining about the agent that used the old time lockbox on their front door or or the agent that didn't lock up the house, what good is that serving? Because guess what? All of our buyers and sellers are on Facebook and they're reading that. And guess what that makes them think? Realtors suck. Mm-hmm. They don't lock up houses. Yeah. They don't turn lights off. They mm-hmm. do this. They do that. Loan yeah. officers. Oh, my gosh. That could happen to me mm-hmm. if, I, if I buy a home. Yeah. I just think we have to be so cognizant of what we're putting out there and ask ourselves, okay, I want to complain. I want to put something negative out there. What? Who is it for? Is yeah. it making me feel better? Yeah, right. I think it's it's, instant I think gratification. Think, yeah. yeah, I yeah. think it's making it's making me feel Go better. private. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna put it out on social media yeah. real quick and see if anyone likes it. And it's mm-hmm. instant gratification if I get a couple likes on it. You know, yeah, just to com- yeah. complaining, just to complain. I mean, to you know? me, I think it's a mm-hmm. um, you know, hey Chris, where are you? Let Let's meet at 111 and have a <laughs> martini because I've had a day. Do that. Mm-hmm. You know, don't. I, I, I just think we have to be really careful because you know all of our clients and potential clients are looking us up on social That's media. Right. That's they right. are Googling our names, and I am sorry. If they Googled my name and saw a bikini pic of me on vacation spinning a pole somewhere, which I've never done. But you know <laughs> what I mean? If yeah. that's what they see, yeah. are they going to want me to list right. the house? 100%. I don't know. Yeah, you have to look at what you're giving out. I had a... A coach in high school, uh, my senior year, our football coach, Ben Malbasa. And uh, he used to say that one of the biggest things that would help him get a judgment of a new player when he went in is how they spoke about the previous coach. Mm, If you were dogging that coach and talking about how bad they were and why they mistreated you and this and that, he knew right away when when he left, that's how you were going to speak about him. Yeah. So it's almost like I look at this too where – it's almost a character thing. Like, if I'm that person, I'm a, I'm a loan officer, and I'm putting out good content to my followers, and then all of a sudden, here and there, they see that I went to X, Y, and Z restaurant in, you know, Lakewood, Ohio, on Friday night with my significant other, and I go home and I write a very bad review. That's a character thing. Yeah. Like, 100%. maybe your review is 100% right. Maybe mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. But what are you putting out? Like, what are you showing in that? Yeah. And I think a lot of people get that misconstrued or a lot of agents or a lot of people in business, when they put out, like, these soapbox things about, like, their complaints and this and that, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you're, you're doing this to yourself. Like, you're, you're drawing yourself eyes on foot. you yeah. in a negative yeah. way. Yeah, you are. You're shooting yourself in the foot. It's like the double-edged sword. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you think you're, like, getting it off your chest and, like, making a joke. But, like, the real person that's going to look at that who could potentially bring you to higher success, they look at that because mm-hmm. the Heshes, the Jills, the Pete and Pete's, right? The people of lin- industry leaders, they're not out there writing negative reviews about companies. Mm-hmm. They'll say something right and correct and positive about a company, and they'll keep the 
negative banter or the corrective advice yeah. that they could give to somebody behind yeah. themselves or if they ask hey how can i better myself hey glad you asked let's talk about this exactly you know what i'm saying so i think a lot of people get that misconstrued yeah. with social media it's like you really got to watch what you're putting out there because a lot of people are seeing it a that's what a lot are. of these talk about in like sales 101 is you don't talk bad about your competition mm -mm. if you know, i'm on the phone with a potential buyer and they're like oh i'm with so-and-so mortgage and you're like oh so-and-so mortgage they're <laughs> this they're that they're you know whatever that buyer, potential buyer is going to think the same thing of you. That's right. So that's why you don't, you know, if you're trying to beat the competition here, if someone's going with a different company, you don't, you don't bash them. Mm -hmm. You don't like yeah. that's just sales one one A hundred percent. Jill, I want to get back to something you said about your organization. I don't, I don't think it's that you're disorganized. I think, you know, not the, the day rules you, you said in our industry, you have to be adaptable. Right, real estate in general. I don't care if you're on the banking side. You're or making that. me feel better. Yeah, well, I mean, no, but seriously. So, you know, I've been working on this thing because I, I sometimes feel you leave sometimes with this job you sound night and like you're still replying to text and email and you feel crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think we all do, right? I know mm -hmm. I'm not alone in this. I feel crazy sometimes. Like, I was just talking to Jill about this deal. Now I'm on the phone with, you know, Denise Clagg over at Cleveland Home Title about this deal that's blowing up at the closing table. Yeah. And then I got to go call this agent over in Cincinnati, Ohio. And then this one down, and then I got a client referral at three o'clock from Deland, Florida. You feel nuts, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, I think it's just adaptability, right? And that's obviously something that a lot of us were thrown into is being ad adaptive mm -hmm. in the past year and a half, two years, um, right? COVID. How was that for you last year when a lot of people were maybe a little bit weary to go into homes or let people into their homes or just business in itself was, you know, a little weird. And you can even bring it in, into this year where um, mm -hmm. I guess our housing crisis was inventory, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Not an economic issue, but inventory. Right. You're adaptable, Jill, and that's what I, I think it is. Um, how do you adapt and, and how did you navigate the market last year and how are you still navigating the market this year that's kind of still spilling over from the earlier part of 2021? Mm -hmm. You know what was interesting about um, COVID is I, I had my freak out. I had my freak out about it mm -hmm. for sure mm -hmm. um, because we all, we all thought that the bottom was going to fall out, yep. that you know the world yeah. was just going to stop and people <laughs> were going to stop you know, buying houses. Um, I stayed extremely busy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I had a little bit of a lull, but I think because I did not stop working and I did not stop reaching out to my sphere and my clients, and um, I didn't stop showing houses. Mm -hmm. I mean, we abided by the the health rules that, that they put in place. We mm -hmm. wore masks. Um, for my listings, I, I would say, you know, turn on all the lights, open up all the closet doors, basically make it so the only thing they need to do is walk in the door and then just walk around the house. They're not going to touch anything. They're going mm -hmm. to wear their masks. Um, but no, I mean, I I just continued to work as did all of you, mm -hmm. as did our, our buyers and our sellers. Now the inventory, um, of course, was a was a really bad thing. So I focused my marketing and all of my energy on my my marketing on my listings, but my energy on my buyers, because mm. um, you can't force people to sell. You can nudge them, but you can't force them. Yeah, so, sure. yep. um, you know, I I work all over Northeast Ohio, and I didn't say no during that time to anything, which I rarely do anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but so business wise, it did not slow down for COVID. But I was I was as as worried as everyone else. I actually was kind of jealous of the people who stayed in their pajamas for a week. Did you see like a lot of people during that time, like a lot of agents that were just like in making kind of the excuse of, listen, I, you know, it's COVID, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm just gonna wait till, you know, the government reopens and everything. A Did you, you, you that, oh that was a big narrative. God. So we're in an industry, I don't know if loan officers are like this, but real estate, any anyone can get their license yeah it's yeah. not hard you don't need a degree you don't need to be a certain age um you just take the classes and you pass the test and boom you find a broker and you can get your license hmm. so not everyone is in this industry running a business it's a hobby it's a hobby to them absolutely so a lot of those agents did put their pajamas on and kick their feet up and, and they relaxed. But I can tell you one thing, they were not sole, the sole providers for their families. Yeah, yeah. They, they were the agents that were just selling a few homes a year. They Part probably time, yeah. had a second income. Um, there, there's, 
there's a lot of hardworking agents in this industry mm -hmm. that I have been blessed to know over 13 years. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the common thread in all of them is that they work their tails mm. off and they ha always have yeah. and they still are to this day. Whether it's COVID, not COVID, low inventory, you name it, yeah, they're working mm. their tails off. And um, I have yet to meet a successful realtor that doesn't truly work their tail off. For sure. I mean, we are people easy. talk a lot about like income inequality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You look at real estate agents, it's huge income inequality. Like you work, look at somebody who's busting their tail. They're making, you know, six figures beyond seven figures beyond, mm -hmm. you know, you could also look at the person, like you said, who's in their pajamas during COVID, who's mm -hmm. making the excuses. Like, I don't want to go out there. It's, it's COVID, blah, blah, this, the government, blah, blah, that. And you know they're obviously below the poverty line, you know. Sure. So there's a huge right. spectrum there, I mm -hmm. think, which is awesome, but it's also scary. You know what I mean? Because well, like you you are running your own business. Like, yeah. There's no guarantee that the bills are going to be paid next month. You know? Oh, yeah. oh, you have no idea. I <laughs> I hoard my money when 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 everything's good and commission checks are rolling in. I'm working working my tail off. Everything's good. I hoard my money in a way that I should like I should be paying bills and or some agents would buy an investment property or whatever. I'm like a squirrel with nuts in the winter because <laughs> I'm afraid even after 13 years, yeah. I'm afraid that the bottom's going to fall out at some point and I'm going to need that money. So I'm still in that. Well, that's I just began mindset yeah. a little bit of keeps you hungry yeah. though. But yeah. you're, it's good to like, yeah. you always say like, hey, like I have a rule, like six months of reserves, right? Like I have to have that it's in my account. Feeling. Like I have to make sure like I am investing, you know, whether it's my mutual funds or in real estate. But at the same time, if I don't have a great month, I'm okay because I still have six months plus in my account that I know like, now, hey. wait a minute, you're not buying the boat? No, the, no, yeah, right. or the new or clothes. The Ferrari? That, yeah, no, you no. You will find that with Chris and I. No. We're different for our age group. Yeah. See, a lot, I see a lot of, yeah. of younger and even older loan officers have a great year and they are blowing their money like you would not believe. Thanks mm. to social media, oh, we see 100%. all of this. Oh, 100%. I mean, that's awesome that you, mm -hmm. you kind of reel it in. I hope you have fun still. Oh, we fun yeah. to us though. Fun to us though. For sure. Fun to me you, isn't going and getting a table down, you know, on West Six on a Friday night with my buddies. That's just not fun. Yeah, you, know, you won't. You won't see or... us at the bar at one in the morning mm -mm. on a Saturday. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> so. Now some people may look at that and say, you know, you're so young. You, the money's here now. Like, why not go out and enjoy and spend it? And like, okay. I mean, that's one perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, I appreciate your perspective. I'll take it into consideration. But ultimately, at the end of the day, like. I'm going to guide my life according to what my values and beliefs are. And I'm going to accept in my life what it is I accept and allow in my life, mm -hmm. what I value, right? Mm -hmm. Just as you are. And so is Chris or anybody in the room. I don't care if it's the production team or us speaking or the owner of this company, the building we're in. Right. But at the end of the day, it's, I think for us, what's different in Chris and I is we're forward thinkers. Now, at the end of the day, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, Jill, I have every single day planned out or every year for the next 10 to 15 years. I don't. I'm mm -hmm. a very like, hey, I, I, shit, nobody could predict last year. Like, I'm just an up in the air kind of guy where it's I got to go. I got to go with the flow and just kind of like let the universe like ebb and flow with itself. Mm -hmm. And I'll go with it. Be like water. Right. Bruce Lee yeah. says. But I think also too, Chris and I think like, hey, we're going to be the men of house one day of a household. We got to run the house. Like, I love what are we going to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like what, yeah. like we're going to be in that position and guess what, what we do now is going to help dictate what kind of position we're in at that time. So mm -hmm. maybe going out and buying the boat is cool, but at the same time too, like we can go rent the boat for a couple of <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there we go. the boat's just That's an That's what anchor, we can man. take away from this. Rent the boat. Yeah. 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 Not yet. Too, Not yet. You know, the biggest thing I, I speak with Hesh about a lot uh, or with him, I've spoken with him about this before. There's something in us and it's very clear with Chris and I, and I think any top producer in any industry, um, I studied psychology at John Carroll in college, and though I, you know, I guess I didn't directly follow going the clinical route, it, there was still something that stuck out to me a lot. And I figured, okay, you know what, if I'm going to try and get in and out of college as quick as I can, I'm going to study something I like. There was one thing that we studied my senior year in college, I forget the exact class, and it was, um, oh, it was childhood development. And they talked about children where they did the study about delayed gratification. And it's, 
hey, you can have this marshmallow right now. Or I'm going to oh, walk yeah. out of the room. Yeah. And when I come back, I don't know when I'm coming back, I'll give you two. Ooh, the kids, yeah, the marshmallow test. Yes, the yes. marshmallow test. The kids who ate it right away were lower on the charts for delayed, gratific delayed gratification. Those were the kids who were most likely getting into trouble. They were right. the class clowns. They were acting out. They weren't up on their studies, moving far mm -hmm. in business or in any right. industry, right? For sure. Those who waited, who had the delayed gratification, were the ones that excelled in school. They excelled in business. They excelled in their career. They excelled mm -hmm. later in life in their relationships because yeah. there's that sense of if, you know, if Chris and I, if you make a, a X amount of dollar commission check and I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm at the point now where it's like 60, 65% of that net check, that's going away. Yeah. I'm not touching it. Why? Well, for something down the road, but Dominic, you're young now, you're 26, go out and enjoy it. That's not the point. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at in the future. I can be on that boat at 45 that I then own yes. outright mm -hmm. yes. and I'm with my family versus I'll put in that time now. It's the delayed gratification part of it. And I know that's something within you, you Chris, yeah. if you can at all you elaborate have. on that's that. That's perfect. No, absolutely. I mean, the way I think about it is I want. I would rather just save my money now. Like, yes, I could buy the nice shoes. I could buy a nicer car if I want to. But like at the end of the day, if I buy a nicer car today, then in five years, I'm gonna want an even nicer car. Mm. You know what I mean? And then after that, I'm gonna want an even nicer car. Yep. Yep. Or it's the same thing like with, you know, where you, where you start off with a small house, or you don't go right into the big house because after a while, that big house is just, yeah. it's just your big house. You, you want a bigger house because you're always wanting a little bit more. People don't know when enough is enough. And mm. sometimes you just gotta tell yourself like, listen, I'm just not even gonna go that route. I'm just gonna stick with my with my payment. I'm I'm making it so that I'm making thirty thousand dollars a year. You know what I mean? Like I'm obviously not, but yeah. my my expenses I don't exceed that. Yeah, very so smart. Very smart. Living on like it, you, we talked about um, uh, what's that book? Richest Man in Babylon. You ever read mm, Richest Man? Great. great we were book talking about that. Small. One of the um one of the uh, rules for building wealth mm -hmm. was living you know, living under your means, mm -hmm. right? Living within your means. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, putting away all, the majority of your paycheck, yes. right? So that was just, you know, one big rule that I think yeah. we've always followed, but it's just like seeing it's good that, to see it, see, yeah. seeing it you yeah. know, gives you that reiteration. It's good. You two are yeah. going to be really wonderful men of the house one day. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate Hopefully. that. Appreciate that. You know, you, you said something, Chris, where it's like, I, then I just want more and more and more. And that's something I think you and I have been talking about a lot this week. It's just kind of candidly come up where it's like, and you even sent me that article today, like when is enough enough, right? The billionaire who says, you know, the guy who was bringing him around the party and he said, uh, you know, how does it feel that the host of this party made more in one day? He was a hedge fund manager that made more in yeah. one day than you did on your New York times best selling book in one year. Mm -hmm. And he said, um, it's completely fine. He said, what do you mean it's fine? He goes, well, I have something that he doesn't. And he goes, what? And he goes, the feeling that I have enough for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so it's wow. all about standards, yeah. you know, because I, I, I mean, I agree, Chris. Joseph, like, Joseph Hellner, yeah, Catch-22. Super powerful. Read that? Catch-22, yeah. Yeah, I haven't, but I'm, I mean, I'm gonna now now that you show me that. But that, I mean, that's powerful because I find myself oftentimes in that rat, that rat race too. And, and, and I think it's, it's specific to any person, right? And I wanna get into that next is like why you're doing this. But I think mm -hmm. it's, you know, for anybody listening or even for ourselves, a good reiteration to hear like, this is your journey, right? Like you may have aspirations to go out and be the next Jeff Bezos and own the next Amazon, whatever that industry leader is or whatever that business is. And that's completely fine. We need those people, but don't do it for the sake of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. and, and in anything in business with what you chase, I don't care if you're getting into real estate, if you're getting into mortgages, I don't care if you're opening up a damn ice cream shop and you wanna yeah. be the next Dairy Queen, right? Yeah. Cause yeah, there's yeah, gonna yeah. be one day. Yeah. Do it for the reasons that you're standing behind for yourself that are of value to you and make sure that you have the correct balance in your life, right? And, and it it's goes, something that's important to you. It goes you, back to like, are. what's enough? Like, if I know that X is enough, right? X is enough for me, everything else is a bonus. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So you don't have that fear. So you don't have that fear of missing out on things. You're like, right. all right, I've gotten to this point. I'm gonna keep going because I want to, yeah. not because I have to. Yeah. If you switch your mindset like that, it's like, okay, we're good. Like, I feel good. Yeah. Do you ever, do you, do you feel like that? Or like, I mean, I, you've been doing this for a while, like, or is, or is it just ambitious? You know, like, what, what is your mindset about that? You know about what's that? interesting is when I started in the business, I was married and my ex-husband, um, his family owns a business and 
it's it's almost like I've been surrounded by business owners mm-hmm. my whole life. And um, so so when I was married, I I uh, had a you know there was a second income. Uh, obviously, when I was married, when I started in real estate, I was married. There was a second income. Um, so I I knew that I that I wanted to contribute. I'm kind of old school mm-hmm. in my thinking, and my daughter's gonna kill me because she's almost <laughs> 21, and she's um, her her thinking of men and women is different than mine. Um, so I'm kind of old school in the way of I was married, and my my husband was the income earner, the provider, and right. and I was. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, working, mm-hmm. but he he was the main income earner. So, even though I was killing it in real estate, I still made sure that I was I was being the wife and the mother, and mm. you know, yeah, it, running the house, yeah. yeah, the dinners and the cleaning and 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 you name it. Um, so I had goals then. Um, it was more than just paying for vacations, which mm-hmm. someone really close to me said. You, you just want to do this for shoes and vacations when I, mm-hmm. when I became a realtor. And that was just like fire under my butt. Oh, to oh, just, I was like, I'll prove you wrong. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah um, right. It wasn't my ex-husband thing. <laughs> but, um, but so I had, my goals were one thing when I was married. But then when I uh, divorced him in uh, June of 2013, and we still get along. It was it was yeah. it was not a, a terrible divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had a brain bleed like a mm. month after the divorce. Oh geez. So um, it was it was really really scary. It just came out of nowhere, and I I ended up having to have brain surgery, and wow. and the surgery took place like a, a a month after the bleed. So I had 30 days basically to think that, hmm. oh my God, if it continues to, to bleed, I could die. Um, you know, the whole right side of my body, I, I, I couldn't walk well, I couldn't see out of my right eye. Like it was, wow. it was really, really scary for me to number one, be divorced and number two, have this medical, fluke mm. medical thing happen yeah. that could um, end my life or the brain surgery, which was really, really risky, and it could only be done at the Cleveland Clinic, and I had two neurosurgeons doing it, and and all of that, I didn't know how I was going to wake up. Mm. So you talk about changing your goals and changing wow. Very your true. Yeah. your perspective. Um, that that was that was really really a scary a scary time for me. So real estate went to the wayside. Well, I shouldn't say that for that month, you know, I, I had people step in for me and I was still able to work, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I just, I just wanted Mm. to wake up from the surgery and, and feel my hands and my feet. Your health. Nothing else matters at that point. Right. So I did, thank God. So I woke up and everything was awesome. And the next day, I'll never forget the two neurosurgeons walked into the room and ICU and, and at the clinic, and I was sitting up on my computer, getting back to my emails, and they were just blown. Away. They're like, "What yeah. are yeah. you yeah. doing?" Yeah. yeah. And I said, "You did what you were, what you said you were going to do. God guided you the the whole way. I'm here for a reason, and mm. and it, I'm back to it." So that moment, my everything shifted. At that point. What I wanted was to be successful enough to help my children, to help me since I was now divorced, to help me financially. And um, now it's now I'm looking at contentment. What, do, what, do, you, what do you think of the term contentment? To me, I'm, the older I get, the more I'm realizing that being content in your life mm is the true success being able to look around at your children and feel content that they're doing well Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. they you've given i've given them enough to be good people Mm -hmm. and um that's right there's enough security there that they don't have to worry about certain things content in the circle of people that i have around me Mm -hmm. yes you know because there was a lot of getting rid of toxic situations and yeah. a lot of that. So 
I want to be content in every single aspect of my life. Content in my faith, content in my relationships, mm-hmm. content yeah. in my business. Yes. What do you think about that term contentment? When you hear that, what do you think? I'm always at a crossroads, I think, because I want to stay ambitious and, you know, keep moving forward, right? Especially like where we're at right now when you can like you the amount of hours that you put into this job is a direct result of what you're going to get out of it. You know what I mean? Like if you put more hours in, you know, by and far, you're going to end up doing well, but it's what you're missing out on. You know what I mean? So mm. like, like What's I sacrifice. Yeah. What yeah. I'm saying, like I, like I coach wrestling and I, and I love doing that. I've been wrestling since I was in second grade. Right. And I love coaching, but coaching, that's not necessarily going to pay the bills. It's not really going to end up, you know, elevating my business and as a loan officer and everything but i love i love doing that so i want to stay i want to stay content yes but i i'm at a crossroads where i'm like i want to stay ambitious and keep working harder as a loan officer but that's going to take time away from something that i love so it 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 really Mm -hmm. just depends or you know or if i want to uh if someone calls me on the phone you know like love tack was saying the other day like if it's a nine o'clock call you know, yes, I want I, I should answer it, but at the same time, I'm watching a movie with my fiance, and I want to be able to spend time with her. Can't wait. Right. You know what I mean? Put like in their place. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, it, I, it's something I'm definitely battling, that I'm still like trying to figure out like mm-hmm. where where is content and where do I need to be ambitious at? And you yeah. you two are are still young enough, right? That that's the response I would expect from both of you. That you're yeah. you're. You're well, I mean, of, I think you're like, still on the yeah. the road of maybe what is content for you. Mm. I mean, it's easy because we don't have kids. We we don't. Like, right. I know we both. I mean, we've had conversations like we both want children and everything. 100%. Like I have a dog, right? I mean, like at that point, it's a yes, child. It's a yeah, child. you know, a child. But it's, so there's energy that you have to give there. There's energy right. I have to give to my fiance. There's energy that I have to give to my family. There's energy that I have to give to work. That's right. right. And there's only so many, so much energy I can give throughout the day. It's like where do I be ambitious and where do I stay content with? You know what I mean? Yeah. So but we don't have children so it's like at yeah. the same time it's like i can put in the work right now but what am i missing out on at some point mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it's and a, that's i mean that's something and again for sure and that's exactly it right it's a give and take to what's important to you and what you value right because mm-hmm. you'll you'll only accept in your life the things that are going to align with what it is you value right anything mm-hmm. outside of it at least unless you're crazy you're not going to put up with it forever contentment to me i love the question joe like because it was something i battled with for a while and i think i'm getting a good grasp on it even at 26, like, I think people often get the word content misconstrued with you're cool with where you're at and you have no desire to go forward. Complacent. Very true. Complacency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Complacency, yeah, yeah. yes. And mm-hmm. contentment. Content, I think, is even though in the moment maybe it's not sometimes. I think, you know, you can have your anxieties and your, oh, my God, I should be doing this. You look at social media and somebody at your age is even ahead or a little bit of, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have the Russell Petty's of us to look up to. I mean, Russell Petty is, I mean, he's both phenomenal. of us combined. He's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at that and you're like, oh, my God, what the hell am I doing? But I think it's having a contentment to me is having a peace within myself about where life has brought me so far and being mm. okay with that. Because it was my specific journey yeah, and it's special to me and I'm here now and everything that happened in the past was for a reason and the only proof that I can give you for that is the fact that I'm sitting at this chair right now talking with you guys and we have this crew around us and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's contentment for me is peace. I'm, I'm content with where I'm at in life. I'm content that I'm 26 and I'm at this point and maybe I don't wake up every day and I love this job, right? And I don't want to come in, but I'm content with I'm at that point. Because I'm, this is just what it is. This is the experience versus the complacency of, yeah, well, I've done it. I'm 26. This is it. Then, okay, cool. Let's chalk it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's also the battle, too, is like, how far do I want to go? You know, do I oh, need to make to a million in a year? Do I need it? You know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. that's, that's something that is also a battle, too. So that leads to my next question for you. Like, what are you after? Are you chasing something? Or what do you, mm-hmm. what do, you do this for? Or your end goal? Yeah. Or do you have an end goal or is it the day by day like you were saying? I don't I don't think I I don't think I have an end goal yet. Mm-hmm. I know um it I Sylvia and Mike and Corvaya are, are very good friends of mine and they've they've created a phenomenal mm, yep. real estate oh, yeah. team and yep. I have so much respect for them. Yeah. And um Mike will always remind me 
that I'm working really, really hard. <laughs> and he's like, Jill, you know, someone else should be going and getting your signs and your lock boxes because I, I do everything myself. So I, I do have a goal of figuring out mm. organizationally how I can maybe delegate some things so I can grow my business. Mm. And yep. as it grows, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to have more free time. Mm. I, um, I've had lengthy conversations with Jamie Powers, Barbara Wilson, Sing, Sin, um, Sincrovaya, Sylvia, um, Judy Crockett. I was talking to her the other day before she spoke on a panel. These women that I have looked up to so much in this industry, and they all at some point talk about the same thing. And it's when you, when you grow to a certain level of success and you've delegated, now they have the time to do the things that they love yeah. to yeah, do. Yeah. Whether it's traveling or, you know, tending to a garden or, you know, I know you know Amy hoes well. Absolutely. I'm sure she has a, something that she does, a hobby on the side that is her piece. Um, so I, I'm going to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, do, I don't know yet. That's I cool, don't though. Know. That's yeah. completely okay. Yeah. I don't think you have to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like, I would, I guess I would kind of be devil's advocate and say, like, is there an end goal? Like, yeah, we're all going to go know. to the same place. I don't know. I, same, so I, people who know me really well would probably agree that my end goal is hopefully for George Clooney to get divorced and ask me to marry him, and then all, everything's good. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. But, but going back to the delegation, I think it's very true when you start scaling up, and you know we're not quite there yet. We'll be there Getting probably there. very soon. Yeah. But it's it's understanding what are my income-producing habits? Like, what what is going to earn me the most money that I can do? Like, I can spend time doing filing through documents or, you know, doing small tasks, you could delegate that out. And then, you know, income producing habit, you know, marketing, staying or on the phone, staying on the phones, yeah. meeting with real estate agents, going yeah. to networking events, stuff that we need to be doing more of, 100%. but we're not at that point yet, you know, probably monetarily yet to where we can hire somebody to do that. Yet. Yeah. There's like a huge level of letting go talk to hash about a lot oh about this like you, like and i and i guess that would be my advice as i'm trying to you know i need to spoon feed it to myself as well as like jill you got to let go a little bit oh my god because gosh. there's so many things you could focus on that you do so damn well i'm accused yeah. of thinking that i can only do like no one else can do the what level, i yeah, do right come right. on it's, right. of course there's someone out there that can do the things that i'm doing yeah. for my business and probably do them better mm -hmm. yeah i need right. to believe that and act on it yeah. and hire someone yeah. to to do some of the things that That's i right. spend hours yeah. Yeah. doing mm -hmm. that i could be out getting more clients yeah and you think there's a hundred different ways to tie a knot at the end of the day the shoe oh the shoelaces gosh. get tied it yeah. doesn't have to be your specific way could, and, but i'm with you too but i mm -hmm. think and I, and, and I believe this wholeheartedly. There is some deranged sense of control that every top producer has within them. It yeah. just is. And yeah. you have a struggle of letting go because you do think, and it's okay to acknowledge it, mm -hmm. let's be vulnerable here, mm -hmm. right? That that is within us and we think that I can't let it go because it won't get done properly. Because yeah. I'm the best one to communicate it and to get yep. it done and to label that document and to review and this and that. Yeah. But there is, you, if you train correctly and take mm -hmm. that time up front, and hire the right people and right. surround yourself with the right people like you kind of mentioned earlier or we were talking about even yep. with your son i mean even in business surround yourself with people who are like-minded or have the same kind of go-get spirit yeah um you could really build a good team around For you that sure. allows you to elevate yourself it's, it's, and I'm others in, jill i'm in process that's good though that's good though <laughs> hey but you know what after 13 years this is where your journey's brought you I'm you've in gone process. independent right the old like um the old proverb is like, you want to go, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with someone. Yes. And yeah. I have to trust. Trust. I, I got big trust issues. That's why I, I live on an island and yeah. I've, I've only got a few people on it. It's okay, so though. I have to trust. Yeah. But you I have to you've learn seen, to trust. You've seen mm -hmm. a lot more experience of life. I mean, I, I feel like when you, as we kind of grow in age too, you just do, you seclude yourself a little more. Cause mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're just like, I mean, my dad even says, oh, I feel like all people past, like our parents age, like past 40 are like, yeah. I just want to go buy a house in the cabin and get away from it. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's lonely and in the this topics business, that, you know. Yeah. This business will, the more you're in it, the more, 
it, it's almost like we're people pleasers mm. yep. and we take Thank care you. of our clients so well and it's not just a transaction it's not just the loan process during the loan process things can happen in the buyer's life yeah that they involve you with they mm. say oh my gosh my daughter got into a car accident and yeah and i'm not able to get you that document so boom you're mm. involved you care like we're we're constantly constantly tending to people and it's wonderful like yeah. i think we're blessed to be a part of our clients' lives for this important event in their life. Mm -hmm. oh, Buying 100%. a home. They'll never, ever oh, forget it. Yeah. And um, so when, when someone then says, oh, on your day off, do you want to spend three hours with me at an Indians game? You start thinking, I'm tired. Yeah. I've been, you know, with clients constantly all week mm -hmm. and what's yep. your energy like for me to sit next to you for three hours yeah. you start thinking differently am i gonna hear it's gossip crazy. am i what it's kind of crazy yeah. yeah are you a positive person yeah. are you you know it so what so, do you do to release what's mm -hmm. what's your free time look like joe so my free time is um well my kids number one since uh since lauren's a junior at college grant's a senior in high school i know that my time with them is limited mm-hmm because I don't know where they're they're going to end up. Yeah. So um, big release is I, the three of us will often travel together. We try not to go to the same place twice, but it's getting hard because we, we like my kids want to go back to Washington to the San Juan Islands because we went there last year spring break and they loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, I wanted to see someplace different. Yeah. So, um, but we travel together because it's crazy because. It seems like just the ride to the airport, I feel like the vacation started. It's so much fun. I yeah. look at those two yeah. faces and I'm like, you're mine. <laughs> All yeah. week. You're mine for four days to yep. a week. Like breakfast, lunch, dinner, <laughs> you know, movie night, you name it. You're mine. And um, so I do do that to release. But you know what's crazy is I try to get vacation homes wherever we go. Really? Because I still work. So yeah. even when we're on the West Coast, I'm up at five o'clock in the morning, mm. our time, and I'm working. I'm on the phone. I'm on my computer, and that's really mm -hmm. hard to do in a hotel room. Yeah. So I try to get vacation homes so there's like a living room or, you know, yeah. and I can have my coffee yeah, and stuff that. like that. The so, Airbnb. So we're still. <laughs> yeah, I mean. yeah. Yeah. So we're still. I know you two would be the same way. You're still working, even though you're yeah. You never step away. Out. 100%. But I would be a nutcase. Look how you guys were with me plugging in my phone. Somebody offered to take take my phone to their desk. I'm like, ah, I can't be away from it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like that on my vacations too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't be away from work. So um, that would be the big chill out. Um, second would be, I have um, two dogs. One's a beagle and one's a mutt. Dave. And Special well, Dave. Dave is my friend's beagle, but um, I have Lucy, who's that's his like girlfriend. Dog, I know. Uh, Dave stays with me a lot. Um, <laughs> but just going on hikes with them, yeah. I love. And then the my circle, people on my island, like yes. I said, meet me at 111 for a martini. It's those quick, hey, what are you doing? I'm coming home from an appointment. So am I. Okay, let's grab mm -hmm. a drink and a bite. Mm. That's my chill out time yes. too. Yes. Because I'm with like-minded people that understand the business. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. Um, yeah. So other than that, that's really it. I, I like Netflix shows to just yeah yeah escape to Mindless, absolutely right. yeah right. just kind of debrief a little bit. Yeah, but that's about yeah. it for now. So, so we're getting at the tail end here yeah. right now. Um, I do want to hit on an important topic though, kind of before we end this, is. Where, where, where are we at right now in, in the real estate world? Like Northeast Ohio specifically, I mean, we're starting to see some inventory come back on the market, mm -hmm. right? I mean, the NAR says that in a normal equilibrium market, we're at six months of inventory. Mm. Right. I think we're at like one and a half, two yes. or something. Yes. Do, from your perspective, do you, do you foresee us getting back to that six months of reserves in, in, in the market, or is that not something that happens for a while? I mean, what, what are you seeing? Yeah, I, I, don't think that's, um, I don't think that's something that's going to happen anytime soon. Anytime I soon, I think this yeah. low inventory is going to be with us for the next couple years, but the good news is I also think our, our low interest rates will also be with us mm -hmm. for that same time frame. So I think it's still going to be a positive, you know, next mm -hmm. 
three to five years in in the market, which is phenomenal, mm -hmm. which is great for all of us. But um, as far as inventory goes, it's interesting now here in the fall, I've had a ton of listing appointments and people are on the fence of putting it on the market now or waiting until the spring. And it's the same old thing. Mm -hmm. If they put the house on the market now, they're gonna be one of two houses in their neighborhood yeah. on the market. If they wait until the spring, they're gonna be one of five. But in reality, we need 10 houses in that neighborhood. 100%. Because buyers are done. They are, they're tired of renting. They're tired of living with their parents. They've done all the right things. They've saved money. They're yeah. ready to buy a house. The millennial group is is huge. It's the majority mm -hmm. of buyers, especially moving forward. Now you get to a point where, you know, people have that savings now and everything to put down for a down payment and everything. Um, it's weird now. You hear a lot of narratives. I'm sure you can attest to this. Is this is a weird narrative where everyone's like, ah, I'm going to wait for home prices to settle mm. back down. Yep. I'm going to wait till the housing crisis, the bubble, the bubble bursts. Mm -hmm. And in my head, the only thing I can think of when people say that, they only really have two narratives to go off of is housing prices are expensive. It's expensive. It must go down. And the other one is, oh, well, things crashed back in 2008. It must happen again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Different mm -hmm. market mm -hmm. than 2008. Way different market. For sure. And again, we're in a part, we're in a, you know, in, in a market right now where inventory is low. So, you know, just law of economics, right? Supply and demand. Right. We have a low amount of supply and high demand. It just bumps prices up. So do you think just to, I guess, like reassure everyone who's listening, is there a housing crisis coming? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. And it's because of your industry. Mm -hmm. The reason why there's not a housing crisis coming. Mm -hmm. You did not give loans since you've been doing right. loans mm -hmm. to people who shouldn't be buying homes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, even those people that did the forbearance, most of them quickly have come out of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're, they're strong, credit worthy buyers with with great jobs and i'm sorry with with the the unemployment numbers that we have mm -hmm. there truly isn't any reason why someone should foreclose on their home right mm -hmm. Other, right. unless it's medical or or something like that right. um there there's jobs out there mm -hmm. for 100%. them to work and yeah. and pay their mortgage so mm -hmm. no i think i think it's going to be a phenomenal time in the market and um, the house values continue to increase. So when we talk to people about equity, I mean, come on, unless they're doing crazy appraisal gaps and all of that, which I yeah. don't recommend whatsoever, um, they're, they're gonna make some money on their house. Oh yeah. If they, yeah. you know, hold on to it for, for a couple years. As for the duplex I bought back in early 2020, bought at 160 FHA, three and a half down at 150 on it, probably would appraise at 200 right now. Wow, ah. good for you. Right? There you go. And That's it's awesome. like, I you talk on a cash on cash return. Huge. Huge. But, but I mean, look at any stock. I mean, you can look at Apple stock. There's big spikes in it sometimes. And then it, it does this here and there. And then it goes yeah. up. Yeah. And then it goes down a little. But, but with real estate, it's, it's different. It it's just, it is, you're, it's you're just talking about it. Exactly. But in our industry, it's crazy. It's like, it is, it's going to continue to go up because like we said, mm -hmm. there's no, there's not going to be a, so there's no bad loans being written right that's now. That's the thing. You just, and that's the only thing. I mean, what's the biggest, what is what we're facing right now compared to 2008? 2008 was, we had a housing crisis because of the fact that we talked about this a few weeks ago, uh, because of the fact that there were loans in default out there. Now, are mm -hmm. there now? Yes, hundred percent. We do have people with foreclosures all the time in the past five years, but the only thing that we are working with right now is what's the one unpredictable thing about our industry yeah. when somebody's going to list their home. Yeah. You, mm -hmm. you can't mm -hmm. do, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you predict that? Yeah. You know, we, we qualify the absolute living hell out of these borrowers. You have to nowadays. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear of, I can't sell my house because I'm not going to be able to find my next house. And that's, that's where yeah, that's excellent realtors and loan officers come into play mm. because it is possible to list your house and put all of the details out there for that buyer. Yeah. As as much as you can tell that that buyer and buyer's agent, mm. you know, 
sellers have to need time to find home of choice once they find home of choice they need five days post possession Mm -hmm. to move you know what i mean is communication is key communication is key so um if realtors just focus and answer their phone and learn (laughs) as much of this industry as they can and um definitely have a good relationship with the loan officer as well that's right because that's awesome yeah Jill, as we conclude here, um, first of all, tell tell the people who it is you work with and kind of promote yourself. Where can they find you? Mm-hmm. Well, fabulous. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, plug that I work with um, the, I've only done three brokerages in my 13, 13 years, and um, I'm currently with HomeSmart. Um, it will be my last one, hopefully. <laughs> and um, phenomenal brokerage, and it, ga- it gives me the flexibility to just do my business awesome. and just take care of my clients. And I am everywhere, jillreneehill.com, um, Facebook, Instagram. Um, all you have to do is Google my name and find all my information. And I serve all over Northeast Ohio. I serve, um, I would say, I'm trying to think Cleveland way. I do um, probably orange, over to Avon Mm -hmm. and then I grew up in Wayne County so I will go all the way to Worcester and then um, into Summit County I go as far as green so okay. it's a yeah. it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, lot of mileage on my. Probably the best though. Yeah. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Jill. Thank you for coming out. We yeah, appreciate your you. time. We know we obviously know that your time is valuable. But again, like I said when we started this, you like coming to this place. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, Liberty Home place. Mortgage is the best company ever. Yeah. 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 I I just love to come in here and yeah. see all of your energy. Yeah. Um, Hesh has hired people that just I, I don't know what he does with you guys in your interview process, but yeah. I, I think all of the best people in Northeast Ohio and in the United States are here in mm. this company. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. Appreciate that. it. Thanks for having. Thank thanks you. for coming. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much.